Welcome back to PCP. I'm your host, Spencer, aka Young Sushi, and today I got a lot to talk about, so let's just get right into it. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is the first thing I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I finally watched that movie, directed by Taika Waititi. Um, stars Rebel Wilson, Taika Waititi, um, Sam Rockwell, um, Scarlett Johansson, and more people that I don't know the names of. So, yeah, uh, it's a very good movie, very funny. Um, also has a lot of heart to it. It's not all just humor. It actually deals with some somewhat serious topics, I suppose, since it does deal with, uh, you know, Nazis. So, but yeah, I really liked Taika Waititi as Hitler. <laughs> um, that feels funny to say, but yeah, he was really good and like really goofy. Um, if you don't know much about the movie, it's about a kid who basically grows up being fed all the Nazi propaganda, so he idolizes Hitler. Um, his imaginary friend is Hitler, played by Taika Waititi, and uh, yeah, he's basically just trying to grow up and be the best Nazi he can be, but then he finds out that he has a Jewish girl living in his house, in the walls, and uh, definitely... Stirs up some conflicts, and then he starts realizing that, hey, maybe Jewish people aren't bad, and also, I might be in love with this girl. Um, I don't know who plays the Jewish girl in this movie. Uh, I believe her name was Elsa. Um, but yeah, she was really good in this. I enjoyed her uh, performance, and also Sam Rockwell did pretty good. He had a kind of a German accent in this, and I thought... It worked pretty well. Rebel Wilson, for once, was actually pretty funny. Um, if I'm being honest, I can't stand her. Uh, but yeah, it was a good movie, good acting. I love Scarlett Johansson. Honestly, I need to start watching more of her movies outside of Avengers and stuff like that. But very much enjoyed Jojo Rabbit, and I would very much like to watch it again. Um, the next movie I want to talk about was Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, I think this came out like two years ago. Maybe a year. Probably two. Uh, stars... If I can find where my notes are for it. There we go. Um, it stars Alden Ehrenreich. Is that how you say his name? I had it written down somewhere. Sorry for the dead air. Yeah, Alden Aaron Reich looks like. Uh, he plays Han Solo, like the younger version of Han Solo, I guess. Um, before A New Hope. And uh, yeah, I actually really liked him as Han Solo. I don't really remember what people were saying about this movie once it, or like when it first came out. I didn't see it when it first came out. I watched it on Netflix a few days ago. Um, but that being said, I am a huge Star Wars fan. And I thought that this movie was really good. Um, Rogue One is, like, really, really good. 
and I think Solo is about at the same level as that. I was surprised that it did that. Um, Because I didn't have very high expectations for it. But going, going into it with an open mind, I actually really enjoyed it. And I thought it was well acted and had very good action set pieces. Uh, Chewbacca, as always, I loved in this movie. And uh, Donald Glover as Lando Cal- Calrissian. Yeah, um, he was pretty awesome. I think he fits that role really well. However, in the movie, he kind of has like a relationship with a robot. And I don't know, it just seems a little weird, if I'm being completely honest. It made me look at Lando like, yo, who are you? You're kind of weird. <laughs> um, oh, also, there is a scene, I can't remember where exactly, but there was this little alien thing, and he was, like, chewing his nails off because I think he was, like, nervous or something. But it reminded me exactly of, like, Spongebob. I'm pretty sure he's done that before. Where he's just like chewed off his nails. I thought it was really funny. It was kind of like SpongeBob to me. Um, also, I saw Seth Holocron, I believe, in this movie. And um, if you guys don't know what that is, um, I couldn't really tell you, but I know that at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they have Jedi Holocrons and Sith Holocrons. Jedi Holocrons are squared, and Sith Holocrons are triangle shaped, kind of like a pyramid rather um but yeah i know that in jedi fallen order they had a holocron and it's supposed to like show you padawans or some shit like that i don't know i didn't get the whole backstory on that but i did think it was cool because i did recognize it and i was like hey that's that looks like a holocron so uh yeah uh, if you haven't seen this movie and you're wondering why the Millennium Falcon looks the way it does, um, the part in the middle that they have on that ship, it's not a different ship. It's the same ship. Just the thing in the middle is like a escape pod. And at one point they use it to like distract some gigantic alien thing. And, uh, yeah, so that's how that looked like that. You might not know what I'm talking about at all, but, you know, watch it then. It's actually a really good movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Woody Harrelson was pretty good in it. Um, Paul Bettany was all right in it. Uh, Amelia Clark is in this movie. A lot of people probably didn't know that. Um, I know I didn't. But yeah, she was in that and she was really good. And I liked the uh, dynamic between her character and Han Solo. Uh, Her character's name was Kira, by the way. Um, But yeah, she was really cool. She was a badass. I liked her a lot. Um, I really thought it was cool because in the beginning, I can't remember what planet they were on. But Han was trying to escape the planet. And then to escape the people trying to, like, arrest him, uh, he joins the Empire. So he's basically, like, kind of a stormtrooper. And it that scene reminded me a lot of, like, a World War II movie because they were walking around in trenches and stuff. 
And I also saw ATSTs. Man, it was it was a really cool scene. I actually really dug that, and that's something that you don't really see a lot of in Star Wars. Um, but yeah. yeah, we also got the origin of Solo, basically, um, how Han got the name Han Solo. Han was his name, but he didn't have any people, so when he was joining the uh, the Empire, he uh, the guy assigning him to it or whatever, um, just like Han Solo, I guess, since it's just you or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was... It didn't bother me that much, but I know it bothered some people when they watched it. I didn't really care. I thought it worked. Um, but yeah. Also, another thing I noticed in that movie was they had, like, you know, join the Empire um, banners and, like, advertisements and stuff going on. And uh, the Imperial March theme was playing uh, along with the advertisement, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Um, one thing I did, um, pick up on was, the, it reminded me of Jedi Fallen Order quite a bit, um, the pilot, the original pilot that they had in the movie, um, I'm willing to bet is the same creature that was the pilot in, um, Jedi Fallen Order, which I thought was pretty cool, and, um, if you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, I highly su su can't talk. Highly suggest it. It's such a good game, um, and I might be talking about it more in depth eventually once my friend uh, plays through it, so we can talk about it. Um, yeah. Let me see. Oh, in the train fight scene, that was probably the coolest fight scene ever. Um, these stormtroopers, they had these like anti-gravity boots so they like i don't know if that's what you'd call it or like more like magnet boots i guess um and they were like sticking to the train so they wouldn't fall off there i thought that was kind of cool um but yeah i i really liked the movie i thought it was better than what people were uh making it out to be but yeah i really enjoyed it um honestly i would watch it again and yeah um Got anything else to say on that? I don't think so. Oh, one more thing. There was a line in that movie that I thought was hilarious. Um, I've got a really good feeling about this. Usually in the Star Wars movies, they're like, I got a bad feeling about this. But it was kind of funny for Han to say that. Um... Just making sure that there's nothing else. Sorry about the dead air here. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Um, I will say it was very cool to see Darth Maul pop up. I think he might have popped up more than once. I think maybe twice. That was pretty cool. Uh, I like Darth Maul. And also, I think Kira should have her own miniseries because, I mean... They kind of left it open. I don't think that they're gonna... I don't... I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna, um... 
make a sequel to it just because it wasn't the best received. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. All right, next movie I want to talk about is Honey Boy, starring uh, Lucas Hedges, Noah Jupe, and Shia LaBeouf. Um, I was, I think I might have talked about this before a little bit, but that was before I saw it. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. However, I don't think it was as good as it could have been. But I do think it was really good and really well made, really well acted. Obviously, my boy Noah Jupe is in there. You know that. I've seen him in quite a bit, and I think he's a pretty good actor. Um, but yeah, basically Noah Jupe. The movie's supposed to be about Shia LaBeouf's childhood with his father. Um, but they kind of like, they changed the name from Shia to like Otis, and probably changed the name of his dad too. And it's not necessarily like, it's it's a little bit of fiction mixed in with realism. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't think I'm going to be rushing to watch it again. But probably, I think it's just because it was like really heavy. And usually I don't. Usually I don't like stuff that's super heavy and makes me feel depressed after I watch it. Um, but yeah, I really like Lucas Hedges. I've only seen him in one other movie, I believe, and that is mid-90s. Um, if you haven't seen that, you should definitely check it out. It was um, Jonah Hill's directorial debut, and it stars Lucas Hedges in there. Well, not stars, but he's in there. Really good movie. Really well made, really good story, really good script. Um, two things that played a surprisingly big part in this movie was urine and chickens, so there's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was a good movie overall. Um, definitely gave, you, gave me some insight on mental health and... Um, kind of what it's like long term to be around a certain kind of person you know um yeah it was really well acted I really surprisingly not, not surprisingly but almost more than Noah Jupe I really enjoyed Lucas Hedges performance in this um, Shia LaBeouf was good in this however I like it when he plays the good guy um, he actually played the role of his father in this movie which is pretty interesting um artistically and kind of um yeah <laughs> um but yeah it was a really good movie really well made um yeah there were some shots in the movie where it was just like this is beautiful like really impressive shots really great acting too um yeah, I, I was pretty impressed by the movie, and I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know how good it was going to be. I'm glad it was as good as it was. However, it's pretty heavy stuff, so it's nothing I'm going to like watch all the time or anything. That being said, I, yeah, I did really like it. Um, yeah, so definitely check that movie out. Um 
I'm just making sure I have nothing else on that. Alright, looks like that's all I have on that. I'm going to talk about the last movie now. And that is The Call of the Wild. So, The Call of the Wild is about a dog named Buck. Um, he lived in Florida, but then got lured into a crate and shipped off to um, Alaska during kind of the gold rush, I suppose. Um, and works for two different masters, basically, before um, linking up. That that was a weird way to say it. Basically before befriending Harrison Ford, uh, his character. Um, one of the people that he worked for was a couple who did a mail route. And yeah, that was really cool. Uh, they had a leader of the pack, like this wolf-looking dog. And he was very intimidating and really mean to all the other sled dogs. But um, Buck asserted his dominance and became the new leader of the pack. And that was a really cool scene. Um, however, I do think this movie was very much a drag. <laughs> um, very anticlimactic. I like what Jeremy Johns said in his review. I believe it's him that said this. Uh, it's kind of like... The move it's it's like a movie you read the book of in high school and then the teacher puts on the movie after, um, and it is based off of a book, <laughs> based off of a book. I haven't read it, and I'm probably not going to, but yeah. Um, the actors were pretty good in this movie, but it was mainly about the dog. Humans really didn't play a huge part, other than Harrison Ford, and even that was like not too much. Um, there was this side plot with this guy who owned Buck before trying to, like, kill Harrison Ford, and I don't know. Overall, it's a pretty forgettable movie. I didn't have high expectations. I just wanted to go to the movies and see something I haven't seen. Um, and after I watched that, I went and watched Sonic the Hedgehog and had a lot more fun of a time. Um, I actually saw it in... This thing they call D-Box, it's um, basically these seats that like move along with the movie. Um, it's kind of cool. The only downside is I couldn't get all comfortable because it was basically just like, you know, your typical movie seat. Um, maybe I'm, I just have rich blood and I'm used to the recliners. Um, tell you what, though, the IMAX theater is amazing. They have like heated seats oh my god man i need to go to an imax movie <laughs> it's it's luxury man i'll tell you that um but yeah i'm not gonna say much on a, the call of the wild because there's really not much to say um it's a movie that's i guess appropriate enough to show your kids but i don't think they're gonna have much fun with it uh pretty forgettable Harrison Ford was good in it, and Buck was cute as a character, although he didn't look real in the slightest, but, you know, that's fine. I can understand why they didn't 
use real animals because, you know, that's... There's been a lot of controversy in the past, and I know that on the set of, like, A Dog's Purpose, I think, there was, like, this video that leaked of them kind of abusing the dog. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely that that um, roadblock when it comes to making a movie about animals. However, CGI is pretty good now, and it's not like it took me out of the movie at all, um, having the CGI dog. In fact, I thought he was pretty cute. However, he did show a lot of, like, very human characteristics that dogs do not show. I get it, it's a movie, but, like, come on. <laughs> Overall, though, you know, it wasn't terrible, but it's, I'm probably never going to watch it again. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say on that. And let me see where I am time-wise. 21 minutes. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to keep watching. Or, keep watching. Definitely going to keep talking about stuff. Because I do have more I can talk about. And you know me. I want to try to get to half an hour here. So, um, yeah. I want to talk about a show on Netflix called Living With Yourself. Uh, it stars Paul Rudd. And... This show is... Okay. I didn't finish it yet. I think I have, like, two more episodes. No, three more episodes. However, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. Just because I don't know if I'm feeling it, really. Um, Basically about this guy who just seems really depressed and really stressed out from work and stuff like that. He has a wife, no kids. Uh, he doesn't have a dog. Basically, yeah, just kind of kind of a miserable guy um and he goes to this spa pays a bunch of money and then basically wakes up um in a bag like a plastic human-sized bag in the ground had to dig himself out gets home and realizes that there's a clone of him uh with his wife and <laughs> Yeah, that uh, basically goes downhill from there. Um, obviously, they know about each other. Eventually, uh, the wife finds out about the whole thing. Um, causes a little conflict. My biggest gripe with this show is that they couldn't have done something a little more interesting than, like, a love plot. Like, I get it. There's a wife involved and like... If you were a clone and you had a had a wife and then you realize that you're a clone and that wife isn't yours, yeah, it might be a little weird, but at the same time, I don't know, they could have been a little more creative about it. Maybe they'll make more seasons of it. I'm sure they will. I Paul Rudd, everybody likes Paul Rudd. Um, however, I just don't know how I feel about this show. I... I like the sci-fi element to it, but it just seems like they're n not doing as much as they could with it. Um, they're keeping it to a pretty generic plot line, I guess, with the romantic interest. It's like, you have a clone. You couldn't do something a little cooler than like, oh, I love this girl. Like, fuck you. 
do something cooler. It's fucking Paul Rudd. Like, make it fun. But it's not fun. The way they make it is a little convoluted. Um, basically, each episode focuses on a different character. But, like, sometimes it can be like, oh, here's the same episode, but from this character's perspective. And it's kind of cool and it kind of works. But at the same time, it's, like, kind of exhausting. And you spend time with characters that you don't really care about. Um, I don't know if it got picked up for a second season. If it did, good for them. But I don't think I'm going to watch it. Um, sorry if you guys don't like talking me talking about things that I didn't like. But at the same time, I feel like I should talk about things that I didn't like. Um, and why I didn't like them. In the beginning, it reminded me of a show on the BBC that I watched for a while called Orphan Black. It's basically about a girl with like a bunch of clones, and they all know about each other pretty much. And they're like running away from the people that cloned them and stuff like that. It was a cool show for a bit, and then it got like overly convoluted. I'm not huge on sci-fi. However, I do appreciate sci-fi that's made well. And this just doesn't seem to have that oomph that it really should. Uh, it was a cool concept. That's why I started watching it. And then it just kind of fell flat. Um, I'll finish the next three episodes and come back and tell you guys what I thought of the ending. But I don't see myself like really being wowed by what might happen in the next three episodes. They're relatively short, about half hour long. Um, so it's not like it wastes a bunch of time, but at the same time, it's just like, oof, get to the point. And there's like scenes that feel very unnecessary of people just like talking. And I don't know if you had a, if you have a sci-fi element, don't mix it with like a very poorly made rom-com. That's basically what it feels like. A very poorly made sci-fi rom-com that just doesn't work. And has a great actor in it, but they just completely <sighs> miscasted him, I guess. I suppose. Um, I mean, he's good as the character, don't get me wrong. It's kind of cool to see the dynamic between, you know, the, the clone and the real version of this character. Which, uh, I believe his name is Miles. Um... Yeah, the fact that I've watched, like, five episodes and I only know one character's name is kind of bad. Um, I think one of them might be Mary, but I'm probably wrong about that. Um, but yeah, just like, come on. They had such a cool concept. And I will say this, Tom Brady makes a cameo in the first episode. So, like, come on. If Tom Brady... <laughs> Brady? If Tom Brady makes a cameo, this series better be good, and it's just not. Like, I wonder how much they paid him to come on there. Um, yeah. So that's about it for today. Uh, I'm just going to fill in the last couple of minutes here with kind of what I, whatever I want. Um, so yeah, I will be finishing Living With Yourself the next three episodes that I haven't finished yet. I'll come back to you guys, tell you what I thought. Maybe it ended good and kind of fixed it for me, or maybe it ended how I kind of expected to, just like a little anticlimactic. Um, 
but yeah. Uh, next movie I'm going to be seeing is probably The Invisible Man. However, I do watch a lot of movies in between. Um, things that are on DVD and such and such. Um, yeah, and then we got Onward coming out soon. Which I actually heard is really good. Um, which I'm happy about. Uh, I don't have the highest of expectations for it. But if it's good, it's good. And I'll enjoy it. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I want to bring up here. I'm just making sure. Uh, it doesn't look like it on there. Um, I will also be... Uh, what else? I had something else to talk about, and now I can't remember. Um, I think it's about something I've been watching. But now I can't remember because my brain goes in a million different directions. But that's okay. Um, yeah, so I just want to thank you guys for listening. I believe this is the sixth episode now. Um, probably... Again, still trying to find somebody to come on to the podcast. It's just a matter of figuring out other people's schedules and kind of what we want to, roughly what we want to talk about. Um, that being said, I actually do have one more thing I wanted to talk about. Actually, two things. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called Love is Blind. Um, I'm usually not the kind of guy who watches this kind of stuff, but it's kind of an interesting concept. Um, it's one I've seen done before on YouTube, but, like, not to this extent. It's about, like, a bunch of dudes and a bunch of girls who... A bunch of dudes and girls. I, I sound like a freaking child. A bunch of males and a bunch of females who basically sit in two separate rooms, don't look at each other, but they talk to each other and try to, like, kind of find love while not being able to see the other person. I don't know. It's kind of a cool concept and uh, kind of fun to watch if you're into that kind of shit. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was a movie called About Time. If you have Netflix, go watch this movie. Uh, it stars Rachel McAdams and that one dude from who plays General Hux in the new Star Wars movies. Um, he's a lot better in this movie than he is in those. <laughs> uh, that's probably just because the script... But yeah, I love Rachel McAdams. Um, this movie is very has a very interesting concept, and I've seen it quite a few times. Um, it's about a guy... Uh, I can't remember his name, the main character's name. But um, basically all the men in his family can travel through time, specifically back in time, to a place or time that is in their, like, actual timeline. They can't just, like, go kill Hitler or whatever, which is actually one of the things they say in the movie. Um, oh, Tim, that's his name. Um, Tim and Mary. Yes, Mary is Rachel McAdams. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a rom-com, but it has a lot of heart to it and a really good concept, and it's really well acted. And, uh, yeah... I can't remember when it came out. Let me see. I think it might have been like 20... Yep, 2013. Uh, I probably watched it like 2015. And I've seen it a few times since then. And it's honestly such a good movie. 
and it's like really well made so yeah go check that out <laughs> so those are just some things i wanted to talk about today um i'm happy to finally get through all these movies that i've been meaning to talk about but just haven't because i've been playing too much minecraft so with that being said this is the end of the podcast episode six i believe if i'm wrong about that you can just deal with it i guess um but thanks for listening and uh i'll see you in the next one